are doing chapter 44 niryan of sri sainath concluded she says satchari we have done up to 94 so we will do the 95th verse onwards hence all you listeners ask yourself for a moment as to why we should rejoice or grieve are both these not equally indiscriminate this large vehicle of 3 and a half cubits which is the framework of this body with all its organ is this really all that our sai is give up this delusion totally now the delusion is that everybody considers the divine being as just the body body is not the divine being body is a vehicle it's just a vessel uh the see when we cook something what is the important thing that we are cooking the vessel has no value vessel is important because we have to cook in the same way what happens is what is inside the vessel has got more value than the vessel itself so that is the reason why you should give up this delusion the delusion is when we look at an object we just look at that particular object saying that okay fine we are seeing the body of that person again the amount of importance that we give to our own being is like i have a nose i have eyes i have ears and so on and so forth but it is of no value it is only that much of value because we have to function in the material world otherwise it has no value it is a vehicle which we use for going from one place to another it's like you take an auto rickshaw you go from one place you reach another place you don't carry the auto rickshaw in your pocket after that do you so you are not carrying that vehicle in your pocket so that is the reason why it has only that much of value so you have to consider that one who is the occupier of that not the one who is outside so if sai is only this body then there is no term for the incorporeal spirit nor has it any form but sri sai is beyond form the body is destructible but the spirit is free and indestructible the body is in its five elements but the spirit is without a beginning and an end and it is a pure satvik life force in it that is brahma itself and it is the pure satvik life force in it that is brahma itself which controls the gross physical organ that is called sai and that of course is beyond the bodily organ the gross physical organ cannot know it it is this that induces the organs to function and stir the vital airs so here again it is the same thing which we have to understand that the body is independent of action that is it is not doing the action because the inner being wants to do it no it is not the actions are never considered one with the inner being okay so the body is performing actions so you have to understand this the supreme divine consciousness which is inside a person is not motivated to do any actions in the body what we normally think that the divine action that is there or any action of the body the one inside that is the supreme divine consciousness is making it do okay that is wrong it is not doing anything that is the reason why you have to know that the divine which is inside of every person is not responsible for the karma it's a divine it's god the supreme divine consciousness inside an individual is not responsible for any karma 
the body performs the karma that is the maya which is there which is inducing the body to do actions what actions are there eating drinking this that so many actions are there all these actions are performed by the body alone so you have to know this that body itself is responsible for the actions the number of bodies that are there they are responsible for every action that is happening now understand this that the supreme divine consciousness which is inside why it should be motivated to do something so we say na ki this person is bad or this person is good so how why are you saying that that divine consciousness inside is good or bad the divine consciousness is divine consciousness there is no connectivity there so it is the pure sattvic life force in it that is brahma itself which controls the gross physical organ that is called self brahma which is the supreme divine consciousness in the unmanifest form the manifest is the form which has taken place that is created into something it is from there onwards the action is happening so you will have to know that the divine consciousness in the form of brahma is not performing any action whatsoever whereas the actions are performed by the manifest body all right and that of course is beyond the bodily organs the one who is inside is beyond the bodily organs the gross physical organs cannot know of it they do not know that there is something inside of it so it is as if now let us say how does your eyes know what is inside nobody knows nobody in this world will be able to know this again what is there inside can never be understood or heard right so that is the reason it is this that induces the organs to function and stir the vital layers the manifestation which is there that is making it work the supreme consciousness is not doing anything so you have to always segregate this to all this power is called sai the the spirit in us spirit is not the consciousness spirit is separate spirit is what induces that individual or that person to do and sai's incarnation is also in the same state what was unmanifest earlier has now manifested itself so that which was unmanifest is now taken a particular form bearing a form and a name and having completed the mission has now merged in the unmanifest again so what has happened is the body spirit taken a form done something now all the work is over so reverse process has happened the body is destroyed in this earth but the one which was the re- real one that is this consciousness has merged back into the supreme divine which is the unmanifest like all the incarnations that enter into the eternal abode after completing their mission and giving up the body size doing too has been the same it is exactly like any other incarnation which is doing that it's the same thing just as when once it came into the mind to disappear shri narsimha saraswati suddenly went away from gangapur saying that he was going on a pilgrimage to the mountains many of these sages they they what they do is they want to go away so they say now i am going away so narsimha saraswati is the one which we had visited in gangapur and those who have come with me to gangapur will remember that place what happens is the moment they want to discard the body they go away to some place where they can be in peaceful samadhi 
same way like i was telling all the story of tukaram maharaj that day or even nyaneshwar tukaram maharaj when the time came a vehicle came from the heavens and took him away the entire village could see it where nyaneshwar is concerned he took a jivanta samadhi he went inside a tomb and covered it up the people covered it up and the same thing that happens so bathe on the banks of ganga a krishna in this morning do anushthan as the bindu kshetra and worship my padukas in the mud as my presence will be there eternally who said these words this was said by the sage of gangapur as a devotee tries to obstruct or oh, i think i missed out the line and as a devotee tried to obstruct satisfied them by saying that i am this going of mine is only conventional i am not leaving gangapur so the divine consciousness doesn't leave that place the one which is working with the individuals over there doesn't leave that place what leaves from there is the body alone the body will get dissolved in the unmanifest again into the elements so he says bathe on the banks of krishna at that place there is a krishna nadi uh, there is also a triveni sangam where we might have you know gone over there in the morning to anusthan at the bindu kshetra that is the point where everything meets there is a point like uh, how uh, where the triveni sangam happens the three rivers confluence that is the bindu kshetra and worship my padukas in the mud as a presence will be there eternally padukas are meant for worship only so what happens is you will find that in most of the cases now those who have gone to say even shirdi there are there is a place where you see the padukas again if you go to gangapur kshetra or any other kshetra that is there you will still find the padukas over there recently um, samrat had gone to one place where he saw this padukas where they were being worshiped over there so so to was sais sai baba's way his mediyan was only conventional if you see his presence is there in all the animate and the inanimate things and in the heart of all now this statement can be taken as a very complex statement you know just imagine you are looking at somebody and saying oh sai baba is in you oh sai baba is in you it is going to be silly and stupid we cannot see baba in that person any other person that is there in shirdi if you go today you will find that there are so many people who are dressed like baba only you will find them over there they are there to make money what they do is the moment you go and bow down and touch their feet they immediately ask you for money over there if those who have gone to shirdi will know this so that is not how it has to be seen you have to know that the divine consciousness exists in everything so sometimes it appears that you will find that baba's form appears to you in a different format not in the physical body as is one's devotion so is the constant experience one gets have no doubt in this in your mind for sai is beyond death now what does this mean if you have faith then you will get the experience if you don't have faith what will happen what kind of experience you can get you can get absolutely no experience at all it is the faith and the surrender and the love and the devotion is what will give you that answer none of the other things give sai feels the entire creation animate and inanimate sai dwells in all inside and outside sai dwells forever in you and in me 
Sai Samarth is compassionate to the poor and the meek and is the protector of his simple faithful devotee. He is hungry for the deep sincere love and has great affection for all. Though not visible to the ocular perception, yet he is everywhere, himself hiding in the subtle principle, yet he bewitches us. His niryan is only a pretense, a disguise to deceive us. Faultless as he is, he enacts different roles. Thus, though destroyed in the body, he has become immortal. Let us hold fast to the love that is in his heart and try to understand him thus, thereby achieving our purpose. By worshipping sincerely and remembering him with faith and devotion, all the devotees will get the experience and they will realize his all-pervasiveness. Creation, preservation and destruction do not threaten the self. It is forever filled with pure consciousness and has no place for the passion. Now this is what this line will tell you. Creation, preservation and destruction. They do not threaten the self. It is forever filled with pure consciousness and has no place for the passions. What is filled with? It is forever filled with pure consciousness. The being is filled with pure consciousness. The created element that is there, that is coming from this material manifested universe. That means it is Maya's domain from where the elements are picked up. It is from the earth only. Earth is picked up. It is from air. Air is picked up. Isn't it? So that has nothing to do with the pure consciousness. Pure consciousness is separate than that. So that is the reason why it is said creation, preservation and destruction do not threaten the self. The self is indestructible. So no creation can happen, no destruction can happen and no preservation also can happen in the self. The self is constant. It is eternal, it is constant, it is always there. It is forever filled with pure consciousness, has no place for the passions. Passions, all these passions that are there, they none of them can affect the self. It is like gold, which always remains gold even when it is molded into ornaments. This is an example which is given quite often. You will find that gold can be made into various ornaments. There is a earring, you can make a ring, you can make bangles, you can make so many things. But it doesn't mean that the gold which has changed the shape, it's a shape. At the end of it, it is still gold only, isn't it? So, that is what is there. But it's a, it's a very distant example. You should never consider this example as as is. Okay, Just to give you an idea what the self can take up a body. The different ornaments are destructible and can be melted into pure gold which is unchangeable and has neither shape nor name. May this hammered one merge into the gold absolutely and completely and dwell at the feet of Sai who is adorned with all the virtues to the end of the world. Later, the 13th birthday after Baba's Niryan was observed. Bala Sahib Bhatte, a gem among the devotees, collected Brahmins from the village and began the funeral rites. That is the Theravai, called it the 13th day of the uh, death ceremony. And death, after the death is done, I mean, if, uh, death ceremony is begun on the first day. 13th day after that, we have a 13th day ceremony. After that bath, with, with his clothes on, Tilanjali, Tilatarpan and Pindapradhan. These are basically, if you have seen, you know, they make the mudi of rice, rice, yeah, that white rice and the black tills which are there, black color till that is there. Was done to, uh, at the hands of Bala Sahib. 
All the uttar kriya sapindi etcetera was performed at the proper time every month according to the shastras. Upasani Maharaj, the great devotee, went to the banks of the holy Bhagirathi along with Jog and performed the home havan. First time the name of Upasani Maharaj has come in this. Upasani Maharaj was supposed to be the next in line after Sai Baba. But what happened was he went away from there established another mutt a few kilometers away from there, I think 20 or 30 kilometers away from there. There is still a mutt over there of Upasni Maharaj. In his world, he practiced a different kind of a devotion which was not accepted by the people around. So, naturally when you perform those kind of things, the world doesn't accept it. Though it was not mentioned anywhere that he has done something wrong, but that's what it was. The great devotee went to the banks of the holy Bhagirathi along with Jog and performed the home havan. That means what you do, you know, the asthis, the, the portions of our body, you know, little bones and stuff like that, that is put in the river water. In most of the cases, you go to Ganga, you know, Ganga, Kinare and all those places, Prayag and all those places you go. But if you are in the interiors of India, where where can you find Ganga? So all the major rivers, they are considered as one of the representations of the river Ganga. And every river has a confluence somewhere. So you will find that this confluence is found everywhere. Okay. And after feeding the Brahmins, giving Anadhan and to the poor and after offering Dakshana, as prescribed by the Shastras, they return. Though now there are no Baba anymore, no more dialogue with him. Yet on seeing the mosque, all the joyous conversation of the past came back to the mind. And to experience once again the pleasure of seeing Baba sitting in his usual yoga sim, the very best among his portraits has been installed very lovingly in the mosque. Now what they did was they, they made a very huge portrait and they established over there. If you go to the mosque even today, you can see the portrait over there. And later on, they installed a very big statue in the other place where the Samadhi is. Although Baba's form is no longer before the eyes, it can be seen in the darshan of his portrait. And to his faithful loving devotees, Sai Baba himself appears to have come back in person. Shamra, whose name was Jaikar, was drawn, has drawn the beautiful portrait, such as the wonderful portrait, which always reminds us of Baba. A great painter that Shamra was, he was also a great devotee of Baba who after careful thought acted according to Baba's orders. He was asked to paint many other beautiful portraits which are installed in the homes of devotees and for them to meditate upon. Saints never die. This has already been explained many times earlier, if you remember, and need no further clarification. We have done this at the beginning of the chapter and before that also many a times that the saints, they are there for a particular purpose, they continue to be there. That is, that is the reason why even if you go to Ramana Maharshi's ashram or you go to Ramakrishna Paramahansa's room or maybe if you go to Shirdi or any other these kind of places, you will still find them over there. You can actually get a feeling of them roaming around or sitting with you, talking to you, chatting to you or giving you a darshan, or giving you blessings or whatever. So they are always there. Today Baba is no longer in this body. Yet he looks after the welfare of those who remember him as if in body as before. He may have told someone something 
which has not yet been experienced as true. But do not consider the words in vain, just because he has given up the body. Now this is a this is a what they have done is they have given a statement over here for you also to understand that if the sages actually give you a word, let us say for example you are said you are told okay fine you are going to get a child and maybe during that particular period till they are there there is no child born to you. Their words never go in vain. Please understand this. The words are always fructifying because it is. That is a sankalpa which is there left in the universe by them, and that has to be fulfilled. So that is anyway going to come to pass. For Baba's word, as the writing of Brahmadev, have faith and await the experience. Though it may not come soon, it will most certainly come after some time. However, with the mention of the word, with the name Zog, I am reminded of a brief story while narrating the main story. Listen to it, and you will see its uniqueness as a size, love, and affection. Though the dialogue is rather brief, it is very instructive to the guru devotee. He is really very fortunate who already has an awareness of renunciation and detachment, while unfortunate is he who is the bondage of worldly life. Once Zog asked Baba, "Why am I still in such a state? Why is my fate so strange? When will I experience a better condition?" Now tell me how many of you have not thought of this words. If there is somebody in this group who says that I have not thought about this, there is something desperately wrong with us because it's a part and parcel of everybody's being. Okay, why am I in this condition? You are in certain condition. The condition is like you are maybe unable to do certain things. You are literally in a in a in a dispassionate state. You will find that you you want to do something, but yet you are not able to do something. Why is the fate so strange? Fate is so strange in the sense you will find that every person around you, incidentally, this is what happens. Every person around you is getting their benefits, okay? And uh, they will get money, they will get a job, they will get children, they will get married. Everything is happening for people around you except you. So you will say, "I am trying to get married for last so many years, and because Baba is there, so I am not able to get married." Again, you will say that I am not getting a job because Baba is still there. Okay? Or you will say, "You know, I am not getting money. Why? Why am I not getting any money?" Or everybody else is getting the experience. You will say, "Oh, that person, you know, in that place, he was able to get an experience of the divine." I haven't got any experience. What is this? That means I am not dear to him. So that is our judgment. For many years, I have had the opportunity, O oh God, to serve you single-mindedly, and yet this fickle mind of mine has no rest, no peace. Why is this so? Now this this problem is associated with the mind. Why? Because the mind keeps on dwelling on things. It is it is like a, it is like a monkey. It goes from this branch to that branch to that branch to that branch. So that is what happens. Oh, how can I be so unfortunate? Is this all my gain in the company of a saint? Okay, so you are in the company of a saint. That means you are supposed to get some gains. <laughs> there is nothing like that. The gains are not associated with money, fame, name, or anything. Please understand this. If I, you know, today I have written a blog where I have written how much money and all that stuff. If you are thinking that you are going to a saint or a sage and thinking that he is going to give you money, you are completely mistaken. If you think that he is going to give you a job or if he is going to give you promotions or he is going to give you children or he is going to give, 
I'm sorry, that is not their job. Yes, you get it by means of karma or sometimes you get a small gift of that sort. Doesn't mean that you have got the whole universe. What they are granting you is called the divine knowledge. You are being drawn towards God. And God, as I told you, is nothing to do with the body. Why are you connecting the body with it? All that is happening is to the body, isn't it? So don't connect the body with the divine. The divine is separate and the body is separate. Listen calmly to the reply that Sai Samar so lovingly gave on hearing this prayer of the devotee. I will consider you of a good, great good fortune only when all your sins are burnt down, reducing sins and merit to ashes. And when I see a jolly, symbolic of a fakir under your arm. That means what happens when you meet the great sages? First and foremost, all the things that you are thinking of. Uh, are we still there? Okay, good. I hope we are. So, what happens to all these things that are there? Everything starts dropping off one by one. And then what you are literally like a jholi in your arm. You are saying, okay, they done, they done, you know, like that, you know, like that they say <laughs> in Shirdi if you go. Okay. So, in the, in the same way, what happens is you go and you ask for money from everybody. Okay. Those who have reached the state of the divine, spiritual, one big uh, M, capital M starts becoming lesser and lesser. Okay. So, Baba says to him, it's when your sins are removed. Sins means not sin, sin. Karma. Your karma is getting destroyed completely. And what has karma got to do with money and fame and name and all? Nothing. If it is there, it is there. It's not there, it's not there. But he says, when all this goes away and I see a jholi under your arm, that means you become a renunciate. You have renounced the fruits of action. Action you have to do. Don't renounce action. Renounce the fruit of the action. That means even if somebody gives you money, you are not accepting. If somebody gives you some very big bangla and all that, they, no, nobody. Well, there is a very beautiful story, you know, in Ramakrishna Paramahansa. Now, when Ramakrishna Paramahansa, he goes with Mathur Babu. Mathur Babu you have heard of? Okay. Rani Rashmani's son-in-law. So, with Mathur Babu, he has gone to this, all these Banaras and all these places. And they have returned back and Mathur Babu says, I want to give you some gift. Ramakrishna Paramahansa looks at him and says, Gift? Why should you give me any gift? I don't want anything from you. So, Mathur Babu says, No, no, but I want to give you something. He says, no, I cannot take anything. I don't want anything. So money, I will. So he says, you know what? For your retirement, when you retire, Mathur Babu is telling Ram Krishna ji, when you become old, at that time you will need money, isn't it? So I am going to bequeath you with some property and some money and stuff like that. Ram Krishna Paramahansa gives him a very big look and he says, look, I don't want any of these things. I am not interested in all your property and money and all that stuff. So what he does, Mathur Babu does, he says, now what do I do? I want to give. So he goes to his mother, <laughs> Ram Krishna's mother and tells her, see, I want to give you something. 
can you please accept something from me so she says no no i don't want anything later on he says no but you got to accept something at least he says uh, okay do you have two annas so he says okay two annas can you get me little tobacco of two annas <laughs> can you imagine that poor, that lady is telling him give me two annas of tobacco little tobacco you will get two paisa sorry not even two two anna it is two paisa so he says give me two paisa or you know get tobacco or worth that much only how great these people are they are not really willing to accept anything so as you move into the spiritual the whole world though they may be offering you quite a lot of things yet these people are completely devoid of all these things i will uh, listen calmly to the reply okay uh, i will regard you as truly fortunate when all the delusions created by maya are given up and a fond attachment is developed for god's worship always resulting ultimately in the snapping of all the ties of hopes and desires how many desires do we have every single day i want this i want that this is required that is required i don't have this i don't have that all those desires will one day completely vanish when does it vanish when you have overcome maya maya is very strong maya will always keep on telling you you need this you need that this is very important to you you are going to get old very soon for that you need this you know one lakdi at least you remember that lakdi ka story you know of vivekananda and the stick so <laughs> at least you need one lakdi you know one small stick walking stick so that is also an attachment so there are no attachments in the spiritual world there is a very great sage who, who used to go to the himalayas now this particular sage uh now what happened was one day somebody gave him a pair of glasses okay now nobody had tested his eyes but they gave him a pair of glasses because he couldn't see so from that day onwards he started wearing them while he was going to the himalayas in one of the places the monkeys you know they have a very funny habit they'll come and take away your glasses and run away so the monkey comes and takes away his glasses and runs away till he died that sage never used any glasses after that again he couldn't see but he still didn't use it so these are great people that is the reason why you will find that most of these great people like telanga swami and all that they use copin copin you know that very small thread piece of cloth which they cover their body with even uh, even the great sage who was there in ganeshpuri like i told you no ganeshwari okay uh, nityananda maharaj he also was just wearing one langoti as we have copin this a langoti that is all that he had beyond that he never used anything so they don't bother about all this so maya goes away from your life fond attachments whatever that you have developed they also go away attachment comes towards the god alone nothing else beyond that only god attachment to god alone when excessive attachment to the sense object is considered worth abandoning and the differentiation between one self and the other as altogether improper that is what we do वो अलग है मैं अलग हूं हाउ डू वी ट्रीट अदर पीपल वी ट्रीट अदर पीपल विद डिसडेन वी ट्रीट अदर पीपल विद डिसरिस्पेक्ट वी टेल देम आई डोंट गिव अ डैम अबाउट दैट पर्सन बट वी वांट टू गिव एवरीथिंग गुड टू आवर सेल्फ दैट शुड नॉट बी द केस इट शुड बी इक्वल दे शुड नॉट बी दैट 
one person is getting something lesser and the other person is getting something better nothing like that everything has to be as equal as it can be so no differentiation should happen and no excessive attachment to any object what attachment to any object okay it like this you know some people will say i drink only bailey water i i don't drink other i'm sorry in in the in this in the place where you are going maybe you won't get even bailey or oh, forget bailey tap water also may not be there so what will you do you have to go and take out the water from the well okay <laughs> okay we will use purification methods over there don't worry <laughs> all right so and so sometime after this okay all right okay uh, when you become fit and deserving by conquering the palate and the reproductive organ then will i think of you as fortunate palate tongue and the reproductive organ both these things that are these are basically hunger and for both these things that is lust and greed all this goes away then only i will be there with you and so sometimes after this baba's words came true by sadguru's grace jog attained the att detachment which baba had spoken about free as he was on the ties of sons children he saw also his wife attain a good passage after death he renounced everything before leaving the body and thus detachment came to him easily naturally but this jog too was fortunate sai's words came true becoming a sanyasi he merged with the brahma in the end and as sai had said in his condition change in the same manner Sai's utterance came true. Job was most fortunate indeed. In brief, Baba, ever compassionate to the poor and the meek, and deeply concerned with the good of the devotee that he was offered in abundance the nectar of instructions and advice, while in Shirdi at morning, noon, and evening, listen to it now. I am always in the eyes of him who is most fond of me. To him, the whole creation is empty without me, and in his mouth. there are tales of me and me alone what it means is constantly you should be in the company of the sages always seeing the glory of god and that is what basically your entire being is directed towards that one alone he meditates on me ceaselessly that means your thoughts everything is directed towards that one only and his tongue repeats but my name coming or going anywhere he sings only my praises but when he becomes one with me thus he forgets both action and inaction in action when you don't do anything action when you do something people what they do is motivated action is what has to be removed okay and inaction has to be removed that means procrastination and all other things you know lethargy laziness that has to be removed on one side and on the other side motivated action that means always driven towards fruits i want this i want that that has to be removed only then everything works surrendering to me single mindedly he who remembers me ceaselessly is debts on his head which i shall repay by uplifting him we all have debts in our world what are the debts it's not money ha huh, by the way otherwise you will think you know mere paas ek 50 lakh ka debt hai wo ke baba hai na clear karne wala hai sorry boss that is not the debt we are talking about we are talking about your karmic debt karma karma okay not money and all that thing okay sorry don't think like that because then then you better go to the reserve bank of india or maybe some other bank <laughs> baba is not interested in your money debts okay so it is only the debts connected to your karma that only will be removed which i shall repay by uplifting him 
I act according to the wishes of him who intently meditates on me and does not eat or drink anything without first offering to me. So always offer the first thing. Before you eat anything, always offer to the divine first. He who hungers and thirsts after me alone and to whom no one else is like me, I also think of him alone and act according to the wish. He who has turned back from father and mother, relative and friend, wife and son, such a one is lovingly attached to my feet. That means what? All these material worldly relationships that we have in our world, this is my father, that is my mother, this is my son, this is my husband, this is my wife. All these relationships are of no use. They have all become a big zero in your world. Your only one relationship is there and that one relationship is with the divine. That's it. No other relationship in this world. So don't even think about having any relationship with anybody in this world. Okay. In the rainy season, as the different rivers overflowing their banks meet the ocean, they forget their identity as rivers and become one great ocean itself. Their form is lost, their name is gone. Only their water merges into the ocean. The river and the oceans are wedded. Their duality is lost in oneness. So when you are merged in this divine, there is no individual individuality left in you. You have merged in the divine. That does not mean that I have become Baba myself. Okay, doesn't mean that. So from tomorrow, don't start behaving oh like that and start sitting over there on his throne and all that. <laughs> that doesn't mean that. So it means that you have merged in the divine. You have gone and surrendered at the feet. Having merged completely the name, form, everything, the mind will be forgotten and will automatically see me by its natural disposition. It will have no other place except me. Those proficient in book learning and engaged in the meaningless babble, but I am barred to prove to the people that I am no Paris, that is the philosopher's stone, but only an ordinary stone. What do people do? They come and they rub that thing against him, thinking that, you know, whatever that we are touching, that uh, feet of the Baba and all that, is all going to turn into gold. What do you think? He is what, uh, what a magic stone or what? No. Don't do that again. <laughs> because what happens, you know, uh, most of these things are a part of the lore. What we do is we take one piece of cloth, we go to that place and we touch that cloth to the samadhi or to that mandir or to whatever and then we think, oh, this has become pavitra from today, Baba is sitting in this cloth. Or maybe they take one, one piece of gold uh, something like that and then they will go and keep it over there. Uh, how many of you must have seen, you know, where they put, they stick coins to the walls. Have you seen? Everywhere they will go and stick a coin to the wall and it is said that if the coin sticks, then your wishes are going to get fulfilled. Okay, take one araldite or something and then stick it. It is going to stick permanently. All your wishes will be fulfilled after that. Okay, or maybe stick fast. Nobody will be able to rob that coin again. <laughs> it sounds so stupid. I tell you that is not the way to be done. <laughs> there is nothing like magic over there. Okay. It is your devotion that is most important. It is how much faith you have that is more important. Not that coin sticking to the wall or something. Okay. Or if you go to another place, they have this uh, where they stone the devil by the way. Have you heard of this? No. Once you take the round of Kaaba, Okay, then you have to go and stone the devil over there. And the one who is able to throw the stone the furthest, his wishes will be fulfilled. Okay, something like that. 
again there is another place near bombay okay right there also if you throw the stone and from one mountain to the other mountain i don't know who can do it but they believe that they can do it it's called haji malang baba there is a haji malang pahad over there pahad means a mountain haji malang is another saint so they take one big stone and they throw it on the other side of the mountain and the stone never reaches over there by the way and if it reaches by chance maybe your stone is made up of a, you know a drone or something like that nowadays they use drones in pakistan and other places so you take a small drone and you throw it and it reaches the other side maybe you will get your wishes fulfilled that's the stupidest thing again to think of nothing like that happens okay it's your faith that makes it happen only your faith can make that stone fly or do something okay so don't think that your coin sticky or some that is not what is going to happen hmm. having merged completely the name form everything uh, where were we okay when i was stuck with the bars they turned on the contrary into gold thereby disproving my being a stone and were astonished by their experience <laughs> so it means what so okay they touched that bars to baba nothing like that happened what what he is trying to say is when you come with your love and devotion and surrender at the feet of the lord then all your wishes get fulfilled they are being done by the divine through his maya only is through his network not not his internal there no direct connection there okay indirect connection without even an atom of ego you should surrender to me who will dwell in my heart instantly your ignorance or maya will be dispelled and no cause will remain for listening to a discourse on knowledge from avidya into ignorance or ignorance comes an identification with the body and from such identification arises mental and physical afflictions avidya one of the most important things that are there in this world it's called ignorance we are the most ignorant people in the world when we are born we are covered by maya so we say my name is so and so after that you call yourself as son of so and so daughter of so and so after that you become husband or wife of so and so and then you are the father and the mother of so and so your just name keeps on changing over there name in the sense your designation okay you become an employee of so and so and you become an employer of so and so that is all that you are doing beyond that that means maya 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 only is covering you up further and further so you are coming up with various designations for yourself right that is maya only maya will be dispelled and no cause will remain for listening to the discourse on knowledge only when maya goes away can you listen to the discourse though just now also you may be listening but you may be thinking abhi jaake kya khana banane ka hai aur abhi kaam pe jaane ka hai 6 bajne ko aaya something like that you are thinking finished maya is very strongly sitting on top of your head hum log marathi mein bolte hain mangutti aur hum basli mangutti is this place <laughs> comes and catches you over there like a ghost so maya comes and she catches you all right maya is also a rakshas by the way there is a maya rakshas also from avidya or ignorance come the identification of the body and such identification arises mental and physical afflictions it is this identification with the body that pushes man towards the rules of what is proper and what is improper which is obstacles to self realization what happens to maya maya gives you this beautiful picture this is good that is bad this is right that is wrong this is fair that is perfect everything is like that so what she does through ignorance you will be having all these things coming to you 
proper and improper proper and improper but once you have surrendered to the lord there is nothing like proper or improper your body will perform the actions because you have surrendered to the lord the body just does what it is supposed to do remember there is no connection between the two correct you may ask as to where i am now or how i will meet you but i dwell near you in your own hearts and can meet you without any effort you know you don't have to send him a whatsapp or something like that he will come without your whatsapp he will come okay so just think about baba and he will be there so after this you don't have to send him any messages he will be there you will then say who and how is the dweller in my heart what are his characteristics and what is the mark by which we can recognize him so be attentive and listen now to the clear description as to who this dweller in your heart is and to whom you should surrender this creation is full of numerous forms and varied names which is no account no one can count all these are different forms of maya similarly the desire of the spirit which goes by the three gunas sattva rajas and tamas that is the manifestation of the dweller in the heart apart from the name and the form the you that remains behind that is the mark of god know this and surrender to him so this is that formula of the mahavakyas neti neti you keep on destroying your is this god is this god is this god nothing is god finally you will come to what is remaining that which is called the self when you see yourself as me and when the attitude is extended further then all the creatures are one with your guru and there is not a place which is without me so once you merge in the guru then you will find that you are is everywhere isn't it and as your sadhana's progress in this way you will experience the all pervasiveness then you will become one with me and enjoy the state of complete oneness how to enjoy the state of complete oneness is the story of radha you know radha's radha was one day rejoicing playing in the garden all over the town suddenly krishna has gone away so yashoda she she looks at radha and she says how can you be happy you are the only one happy in this town the whole town is seeing you know they are all feeling very bad that krishna has gone so radha proves it to her that everything in and around her is krishna alone and krishna has never left this place and that is how she says the cow the calf the tree the animals everything around is krishna alone that is how you got to see as the highest devotee sees that divine in everything you don't lose just because the body has gone away doesn't mean that the person doesn't exist you have to understand this is the truth you will concentrate on the universal consciousness and will become pure of heart you will bathe thus in the holy ganga without being touched by the waters conceit about the natural karmas brings a firm bondage what is this conceit about the natural karmas brings about firm bondage you will find that in our world we have this prarabdha karma because of prarabdha karma some people are born rich some people are born poor some people have very good looks some people have bad looks and what the person has one with good looks behaves oh mere jaisa koi nahi hai and the person with the bad looks feels mere jaisa bhi koi nahi hai mere jaisa ghatiya koi nahi hai that person says mere jaisa acha koi nahi hai and the person is mere jaisa both is ego only the one who says he is good looking is an ego the one who says he is bad looking is also ego is a deflated ego that's an inflated ego both the egos are egos only isn't it so don't understand that you are not having an ego ego is there and this is what will put you in bondage hence the wise are forever alert in the mind 
not to let it cling to them. So the wise people are least bothered whether they are black, they are fair, they are white, they are these, they are that. They don't bother. They, they, they don't bother whether they are born thin or whether they are born fat or whatever. It's a... They say, you know, we are... Because of what we eat, what we are... I'm sorry, it is not because... Because you are genetically modified like that. Like that modified thing, GE. Okay? So your, your stomach may protrude, your hair may go white like mine, see? Doesn't mean that it has... I started growing white hair when I was 18 years old. Does it mean to say that I, something is wrong with my head or what? Huh? No, no proper manure over here? <laughs> it doesn't mean that. It only means that genetically the hair was supposed to grow white at that age. Yes, I can put all the dyes in the world. Doesn't help. It doesn't make me younger by the day. It just makes me older, isn't it? So, he who is firmly fixed in the self and will not swerve even an atom, such a one has no need either of going into samadhi or revival from it. People come and they say, can you teach me yoga? Can you teach me meditation? Can you teach me this? What is this nonsense? No, there is no need to learn anything. I am sorry. You just do your faith. You have faith. Surrender. Don't bother about anything else. Have love and devotion. There is no need for going into any samadhi state also. Hmm. See, it's over here. He who is firmly fixed in the self. The one who is lost in his own self and will not swerve here and there. Doesn't, you know, his mind doesn't wander. Even such an atom, such a one has no need either for going into samadhi or revival from it. The person is constantly in a state of samadhi by the way. They don't need, samadhi means they can talk to you also with their eyes open. Doesn't mean that they are not in samadhi. They are constantly in that state. Samadhi doesn't mean going to sleep by the way. Okay, otherwise you will tell me tomorrow, whenever your satsang starts, you know, I feel nice about it and I go in a state of samadhi and I snore over there. I'm sorry, that is all sleep. That is tamasic in nature. That is not a samadhi. <laughs> okay, that is laziness. That is not to be used over here. Therefore, O listeners, I bow my head at your feet and lovingly entreat you to have devotion and love for all, God, saints and the devotees. So often had Baba said that if anyone speaks cuttingly to one another, it is me whom he hurts and pierces to the heart. Previous line he says three people, gods, saints and the devotees. Has he said these three? Gods. We discussed about gods in the beginning of the chapter. We discussed about the saints also. The third one is called the devotee. The devotee. The God prays to the devotee. Please note this. Okay. If you ever meet Krishna on the way, there is a book by the way, which says, you know, if you ever meet Buddha on the way, kill him. <laughs> but don't kill Krishna. Krishna you can't kill. Anyway, if he... So, Krishna is always praying to the devotees. Who are his devotees? Do you know who they are? The one who pray to him are his devotees. Anybody who prays to him are his devotees. So, whom does he pray to? His devotees. So, you will find that if there is a Krishna, he will have the devotees mandir in his place, by the way. Okay? Ah. So, he is not going to have something else. He is going to have his own devotees mandir in his place. Why? Because he loves them more than anybody else in this world. So, his devotees are the one that he prays to every single day. So, often had Baba said 
that if anyone speaks cuttingly to one another, it is me whom he hurts and pierces the heart. When a person rails and rallies, rattles at another using bad language, it makes me ill at once. Now what happens is, suppose we speak ill or suppose we speak bad about somebody or we keep on fighting with that person. You may think that, okay, you are having acidity, okay, by the way. And that acidity you are spewing out as venom, like that. You think you have finished up with it. I'm sorry, you don't understand. It is your ill will is that is what is causing that that same the problem. Alright, so you better be careful. Next time when this thing happens, the sage is the one who is actually having your, he is going to take your acidity and the other person's also. Hmm. So, Thus, Sai fills all living creatures from inside and outside, and but for love, he is fond of nothing else. Such was the most beneficial and the excellent nectar which always flowed from Sai's mouth. It was as if the deep love for the devotees was thus flowing out. Is there any fortunate one who does not know of this? Those who have the privilege of his company at meals, those whom he laughed and played, those who are left with a longing for his return, oh, what must they all feel? And at the meal for such venerable souls, I claim only the leftovers which I have gathered together grain by grain and am now distributing the pleasure of all. And what does Emad Pant really know of the stories narrated so far? Sai Samarth is their real narrator and he alone writes them and gets them written. Such is the story of Sai Samarth, narrating which I, I still have no satiety. These dwells, there dwells a constant fond desire for more. In my mind and the listeners too are happy as they listen to them. Moreover, those who sing the praises of Sai as also those who listen with good feeling, that both become one with Sai. Bear this in mind. As this chapter is concluded, Hemad lovingly clasps Sai's feet as he offers to him. Further narration will take its own course. Will be to all here ends the 44th chapter of Sri Sai Samad Satchan, while the Niryan of Sri Sai Nath concluded, as inspired by the saints and the virtuous, and composed by the devotee Hemad Pan. So we have finished this chapter, and if you have any questions, you can.